Hello, and welcome to the Techpedition Podcast. I'm here with my brother Clarence, man. How you doing? I'm doing quite good, sir. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Just um, uh, getting ready to end my weekend and head back to work tomorrow. Yeah. As is everybody else, I suppose. Ready to ca- <laughs> catch a case on the Mondays. Mondays. So, um, okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 man. I was just gonna say, I was gonna mention that we had the Mississippi Comic Con here in Jackson, Mississippi this weekend, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, saw a lot of good cosplay. Was on two panels. I was on a Doctor Who, uh, season 11 speculation panel, as well as on a panel with the Reality Breach guys talking about comic movies versus the original source material. And that was pretty fun. So yeah, having a lot of fun, man. What's been going on in your neck of the woods, dude? So um yeah, uh, not much here. Just um just living. <laughs> uh, I haven't been really up to much on the tech side of things, or the creator side, or the podcasting side. So it's good to get back into the podcasting thing. Um yeah, that's about it for me. <laughs> cool. Now what? we we did have E three uh, not too long ago. We kind of. Missed the, the week after it happened, but but uh, any takeaways from E3 that we want to talk about and want to dive into? Cyberpunk. Oh, man. <sighs> Cyberpunk 2077, uh, which for me is the most anticipated game in existence, or not in existence yet. Um, <laughs> Hopefully in somewhat existence. <laughs> yeah, I we- mean, they, they showed some trailers and yeah. they gave some more info. Um, I feel like it's still a ways off. Um, but CD Projekt Red, the greatest gaming company, um, making games today, as far as I'm concerned. Um, they are the creators, um, of the Witcher series. Yeah. Um, their previous game, Witcher 3, was critically acclaimed. Um, and the cool thing about CD Projekt Red, if you don't know, is they're very much a gaming developer, publisher, whatever company for the people. Um, all of their games are released with no DRM. So, um, you know, they also have a Steam, uh, alternative called GOG and um, basically their platform like everything you buy off of their store is DRM free there's so, no copy protection or anything wait, on wait. it do they own good old games yeah yeah they, wow. that's their, well, I didn't know their that. store wow. um, so yeah they own that store and um, I very much like that company and what they're doing so I'm really looking forward to Cyberpunk 2077 um, it's actually it was actually created by a I don't I, people say I always bring race into things, but it was uh, <laughs> it was actually created by I'm I'm gonna it's it's made after a um a role playing game that was created by a black person, which I think is interesting. Uh, that's um, cool. That's cool. It's, that's cool. it's based off of Cyberpunk 2020, which was created by Mike Pondsmith. Um, and he is very much involved in this game. Um, a lot of the early stuff that they released, not material, just um, I guess just uh like. But behind the scenes or whatever, um, they did some interviews with him, and um, he's very much involved, and it's really, really, you know, cool to see a creator involved with a project. Um, this kind of reminds me of uh the record record of Lotus War and the record of um Grand Crest War, which is an anime series that just ended like two days ago. Um, they're created off of um those two anime series were created off of role playing games designed by Japanese um. Writer, artist, whatever you want to call him. Ah, his name escapes me at the moment, but they also made games for a record of Lotus War as well. So, um, to see a person that created something like heavily involved in the, you know, yeah, the expansion of the property, it, it, that in itself is exciting. And like I said, it, it was created by Mike Pondsmith, who is the same color as me. And that's not something that's very <laughs> common. So, you know, I always feel like I have to call that out or not have to. I want to call that out because. You don't really hear of like very many African Americans involved in a gaming community as far as on the cre- on the creative, side, the creative so side. Yeah, I feel like that was something worth mentioning. So that's another reason I'm really excited for this game. And I mean, it looks looks like it's going to be gritty, violent, and a lot of fun. So yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, very stylistic, very stylistic, and that's what I like like about it. The trailer was phenomenal. Uh, oh yeah. So yeah, some of the things that I saw that I liked, um, I actually was interested by the little bit we got of Halo Infinite. His name oh, is Halo yes. Infinite, 
How which, could I forget about Halo Infinite? Yeah, and you know, how for could the, I forget about that? For the first what two thirds of the trailer, I was kind of puzzled as to what it was, and then you know, you saw the helmet drop. Of course, Master Chief at that point, but from what they showed. I could really not tell much of what was going on. It did feel a lot like the opening of the original Halo. It felt a lot like that to me. Yeah. You saw deers and trees and stuff and stuff under the water. <laughs> and I'm like, what's, what's going on? How are they now? This is supposed to be a sequel to the last Halo, but somehow yes. they are very much changing or mixing it up, at least from the aesthetic we got in the trailer. So it's, I'm very interested to see what they're going to do and can't wait to really get more information and kind of find out what's going on with that. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned that because um, the day after they revealed the trailer, um, which got me absolutely pumped for reasons I'll get to in a little bit, but um, a lot of my friends at work and other places, um, Jesse Backstrom, shout out, um, I talked to him about it a little while and like pretty much everybody was saying like this trailer showed nothing. Like <laughs> they got nothing from this trailer. And I felt the complete opposite. Like really? if you're like hardcore Halo fan, like Halo hasn't felt like this trailer since the first one. Yeah. Like not even Halo 2 because if you remember Halo 1, it took place in on the ha- on the Halo like you one one yeah. planet or world, ring world Halo. The entire game took place in one spot basically and with halo 2 you were going to earth and you were going all over the place you played as um spoiler alert this is about 15 years late <laughs> you, you played as a elite or a sangeli hardcore book shout out um and like it they just it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and i mean the last game you barely even played as master chief i yeah. don't know if you play halo agent, 5 agent but- lock yeah I mean, I really, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I mean, it looks like they're definitely going back to the roots. And, you know, again, like the feelings it evoked for me were the feelings, feelings I got from the original Halo. Now, again, like, what are they going to do with that story? I have no idea, but hopefully they simplify, but take some of the good nuggets that we've gotten over the years and make something a little bit more special. So I don't know. Yeah, like me personally, like I had a, I had quite a few problems with Halo Five. Like the the lock whole lock thing was like the actor they got to play him. I like Mike I feel, Coulter, like, I feel like he was wait. No, he's a great actor, but I feel like he was wasted in this role because yeah. like Locke had no personality. And I mean, if you're gonna ursa. Uh, usurp the chief, is that how you say? It? Is that usurp, how you pronounce that? Usurp, one? usurp, whatever. <laughs> if you're gonna usurp the chief, chief, then you need to have some kind of personality. I mean. The chief doesn't talk much, but when he does talk, like he, you can tell that he's a leader. He's a hero. You know, he's here to kick A and take names. And I just didn't really get that from Locke. He was just kind of like this serious, stoic, like, yeah. I'm going after the chief. I'm going after the chief. Where, where, where's the chief? Oh, there he is. And he punches him once, and like yeah. that was the coolest part to me. That was the coolest part of the whole game was when he punched Master Chief in the face. Like that was the coolest part. But, um, like there's that. There's the multiplayer stuff. I mean, the entire game was 60 frames a second, which in it, in and of itself isn't a bad thing. But they try to make Halo faster paced, like Call of Duty, and yeah. I absolutely hated that because that's one of the reasons I've Halo's been a staple for me is because it's it's deliberately slower paced. The older ones, yeah. deliberately slower paced. And because of that, you have time to think and you can actually like strategize with your more friends. Tactical. Yeah. Because, you know, we used to play 16 player Halo, like four TVs, same apartment. Um, we used to do it like once a week with a bunch of my friends from where we're from in Hattiesburg or where we live. Um, and the thing was with that game is I don't care how good you were. Like if you didn't communicate with your teammates, you yeah. were going to get you were going to get beat. Like it yeah. didn't matter like how great of a sniper you were or like how good of a dri- if you didn't communicate and like talk to your teammates and like strategize, you were going to get destroyed. And they've gotten way away yeah. from that with the last Halo. It's more about like racking up a kill count or just blowing stuff up or Twitch mechanics, I guess, yeah. you know, more Call of Duty stuff. And it's like Army of One type thing, which if you think about it, it makes sense because Master Chief is a walking tank yeah really but yeah you know like i like it to me it felt like and you know you're right it didn't really show a whole lot but it felt like they were getting back to the old halo um the halo that i fell in love with you know i don't know it's just kind of hard to explain but just the entire art style even though it was updated 
it, it, feel, it made yeah. me think of Halo 1. Yeah. And that has me very, very excited. Yeah, so hopefully they'll be taking full advantage of the um, the 1X, or hopefully we get get it this generation. I'll say that. <laughs> that might be a better thing to say. But also we saw the the uh, a few Gears announcements. Gears Pop, which is, uh, I'm not even <laughs> sure what that's supposed to be. Uh, Gears Tactics, and uh looks like another proper Gears of War title. Oh my god, really? Yeah, I just yeah. saw like old, um the old, the main guy is like old now and he has a son. Like I haven't played Gears of War since the second one, so like I'm totally like yeah. out of the loop. Yeah, I am too. I've been out of it a while, but it looks pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, they keep up and Andy on that one. And I mean, as far as Microsoft, anything else, I don't think anything else really jumped out at me except maybe they bought five, what, three or four? Is it? No, they bought five studios. And, um, so it looks like they're trying to take their developer game up to the next level. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm doing we, things. You were kind of stuck on them. Why? Any any Nintendo takeaways besides Smash? Uh, do we just need uh, some Smash? <laughs> Smash. Um, like I don't know. Like I don't want to bash Nintendo, and you know when somebody says that they're probably gonna bash Nintendo, but it's like I want to see something new. You yeah. know, like something new. I mean, it's like every console generation, we get a Smash Brothers, we get a Zelda, we get a Mario game, we get a kart game, and yeah. then it's time for the next console. Like. But people eating up though, so are they really wrong for that? No, I, hey, I don't blame them necessarily because it's working. It works until it doesn't, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah. like I can't really blame them for it, but I just wish they would take some risks. So yeah, I wish that they would take yeah. some risk. I mean, Xenoblade was sort of a risk. Um, and you know, in the older consoles when Rare was with them, you had like games that Nintendo necessarily wouldn't even think of doing, like Perfect Dark, Conquerors of Bad, Fur Day, Golden Eye. Like yeah, those aren't really Nintendo. Like, Ray was second party, but they were pretty much a Nintendo company at that point. You know, I guess you could say Metroid Prime is sort of a more mature type property, which they are making a new Metroid Prime. I don't think Retro Studios is developing it, though, which is kind of a drag. Oh, yeah, Mario Party. Yep, there's another one. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, the, the other cool takeaway that we haven't talked about, Fortnite. So, Fortnite's oh. coming to Switch. It's on the <laughs> Switch, and Switch, PC... Xbox, yeah. mobile can all play together, yeah. and Sony's still like, nope, we're not doing it. Which you know, the, the thing that really jumped out at me, I heard somebody else make this point, is that Apple has even relented. Apple, and still Apple you guys, of all people, and you have yeah. Sony over here is not allowing the the cross uh, plat, which is just really tone deaf. I can see their point. They are the at the top of the totem. They're the top dog, you yeah, know. So. So why why would why I mean why would they relent to um to to get cross plat on their system? They really don't have a reason to do it. But by they the same token, it's a free game, and they should <laughs> do everything they can to foster creativity. And I don't know; it just seems like a backwards move to me. I mean, I, I don't I don't really know. In this situation, they aren't hurting Microsoft. They aren't hurting Sony. I mean, sorry, they aren't hurting Microsoft, they aren't Nintendo, they aren't hurting Apple or Android or PC. They're hurting their player base. Like, that's those are the only people that are losing on this. Because if you're going to buy Fortnite, you're probably going to buy it for one of the other consoles. I mean, or, or play it. You're gonna, probably going to play it for one of the other consoles because, you know, Sony's locked to one box, you know, one system. And just the fact that me on the PC, I don't own an Xbox anymore. So me playing on PC, I can play with my brother on his Xbox or I can play with my nephews while they're on the Xbox. Like that's that's everything. Yeah. You know, like it, it it it's it's so silly that it seems like this, we shouldn't even have to like debate like talk yeah. about this. Just, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But one thing I will say is I when Microsoft was a top dog a couple, a generation or two ago, like they were the Sony was the one saying let's yeah. do crossplay, and Microsoft was like nope. So in that sense, I can't really bash on them too much because Microsoft did the same thing when they were in the lead. So yeah, I mean, in a huge change in leadership, and I do think like if we're going to say cross comp- comp- uh, compatibility is the thing, well, cross platform is the thing we want to do. That's the thing we want to make for our games, and we can speak to this because we've had this issue even with Fortnite. We need to come up with a middleman or interim system that links up all the accounts in a easy fashion, easy fashion. Cause we, we tried to do it with Fortnite. It was just horrible. What do we horrible. spend like two hours trying yes. to get this to work? And, and uh, I remember we had the same issue before with, uh, Street Fighter. 
Yeah. Uh, so they, we need like some system to make it a little more seamless. You know, if that's Sony's reservations, I would say they have a valid point, but they really haven't said why they're not doing it. So yeah, they haven't really given a good reason. So, but at the same time, you know, it's one of those things where I feel like in a couple years we'll, we'll look back on and like, wow, those were the yeah. dark ages when consoles couldn't talk to each other. And it's even <laughs> it's like dumb. Sony and yeah. Sony and X, like Microsoft, they have kind of a bromance now. They're like like adding each other on Twitter and stuff. And it's like, hey, what do we want to build in Minecraft tomorrow? And it's like it's <laughs> it's just funny to see game companies so chummy, I guess, is the because they realize like it's it's. People are going to, well, to a certain extent, people are going to buy what they want to buy. Because at this point, let's be honest, like 80% of the games are on all the consoles. Yeah, that's so true. You, that's true. Like, yeah. get what you like and, you know, let's play together. Yeah, it's I mean, that's, that's why I feel uh, Microsoft made the move to get those five studios. But, I mean, look at some of the things that are exclusive on the PlayStation side, which, you know, is a good reason on the PlayStation. You have The Last of Us 2. You're going to have the Spider-Man game. And it's just like, oh, man, Sony is owning the um, the, the console exclusives right now. It's just, it's Sony no is like Other than by, Nintendo. <laughs> by far in the lead right now. Like, yeah. it's not even close. And when I first saw Spider-Man last year... I was kind of worried because Insomniac's like one of my favorite game developers, and this game basically looked like look like an interactive movie with a bunch of quick time events and <laughs> yeah. press X not to die and all this other crap. But the stuff they showed this year, that game looks amazing. Yeah, Did looks you phenomenal. see any of it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, the prison break sequence thing is freaking phenomenal. Yeah. Freaking and there's like I saw this clip where Spider Man's like just walking on the street and this guy's like hey let's take a selfie and he yeah. like you like take a selfie with like just yeah. one of the people like just little stuff like that um and Sonyx amazing so i'm really excited that they've kind of put their stamp on the game because all their games are kind of lighthearted and fun so yeah. it's good to see just little stuff like that and oh dude the web swinging looks like spider-man 2 back in the day yeah it's even better than they had that. something doing some weird spinning and stuff it just it, just look, it looks great and um yeah, yeah, that looks great. And I, I have two more games I want to mention. First, I want to uh, mention the Kojima game, Death Stranding, which that oh trailer looks so bad. <laughs> it looks so bad. <laughs> you got Daryl running through the, the wildlands for like, what, 10 minutes? Like, I mean, what is going <laughs> Like, I really like Kojima, right? So, like, I, like, my takeaway from that trailer was like WTF. Like, he's like, putting a baby on his chest so he can see like the demon people and like and this woman is just like appearing behind him it was like it was like silent hill slash like um bioshock slash like like uh, starship troopers i'm like it was just so weird like but I'm still going to play it, though. So. It, it could be interesting. Uh, just what they showed, I believe it probably turned a lot of people off really quickly. Yeah. And one more game I have to mention, because I know you're probably excited about it, and I, I can't see why you have not mentioned it, Kingdom Hearts what? 3. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, what? What? <laughs> Dude, you used to be guess, hardcore about this I game. Guess, I guess, man. man Karen, like, Karen. I, I'm not tripping. I'm not Dude, tripping. Do That's the reason I bought a PS2. It's okay. not, like my whole hang up on K- Kingdom Hearts three is like, and I talked to one of my 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 friends about this is like I don't see why it exists because if you play the first two games, like they put a nice bow on that series at the end of the second game. Oh, okay. But but what I didn't like this is what I didn't know like, and this was a I feel like a grave error of Square Enix and the reason they ported these games to PlayStation two and three because like there was a game I can't remember what it was called got Kingdom Hearts. 3D Dream Drop Distance or something. Mm. They put a canon game on the 3DS. Like a main storyline game on the 3DS. And a lot of people did not play it, like me, and didn't realize that that game was a continuation after 2 and it basically screwed everything up again. So, like, it pretty much, like, boom, like, there's there's a reason to have Kingdom Hearts 3. Ah. But Nobody knows why though. <laughs> Nobody, no, unless you had a 3DS. Now then didn't you they port, have known. Didn't they, they port ported it back though. with the two and a half or whatever they call it? Two point five. Yeah, there's two and a half. There's one and a half. There's like all these games that they've ported. Like since then, they ported three. They ported Dream Drop Distance to the PS2, and I think it's available on PS3 and maybe even on PS4 now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can, if you have those systems, you can kind of. 
follow along and like figure out why there's a three. Mm-hmm. But one thing I will say, and it's one of the things that drew me to Kingdom Hearts that kind of got me excited about it was, you know, seeing these worlds with like, like, you know, like all these different Disney characters and the Final Fantasy characters. And that was another thing I was going to say. I didn't really see any like Final Fantasy Square Enix series characters, which that was the cool yeah, thing. About- well, I, saw, I think but- I saw a few, maybe. You didn't see any? Well, the stuff I've seen, I'm, okay. I haven't seen everything there is to see. Let me go ahead and preface that. But I didn't really see the the prominence that I saw. Like in, in the other games, you had Aerith, you had Sephiroth, you had you could fight Sephiroth. I'm sure there's something like that in this game. Um, but I didn't really see that. But one thing I will say is that there's like a frozen world. Um, and it all looks really, really cool. Yeah, and like, it does. I, it, it reminded me of why I love that series in the first place is to see like these Disney characters like in their native world, like, you know, trying to solve problems and you, you're helping them. Um, there's a Toy Story world, too. Um, there's a Pirates of the Caribbean world. Yeah. Um, there's like, you know, in in and, and I'm starting to slowly get excited about it again yeah. now that I know that there's a reason for it to exist and seeing all of those stuff. You know, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'll have to admit have they announced all the different worlds we want to see in the game yet? Because, uh, man, that Disney mine is deep. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, dude, they could even put Marvel stuff in here. Star right? Wars. Now, it's like, like if they put, like, a Star Wars or, or and like, uh, that's, I, we don't know. I'm assuming there won't be a Star Wars world because EA owns the publishing rights yeah, to Star Wars. Games. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But there could very there could very well be a um a Mar- some Marvel stuff in there. They haven't showed, but... <laughs> Could you imagine like an MCU like level or yeah, stage or world intense. like that? And I mean, they and, definitely do that. And what I got from the trailer, maybe, and maybe you can speak to this. I didn't notice as much of the aesthetics changing in the older games. Yeah, they changed how the people look, but it seemed like in this one they really stylistically change it uh, to a noticeable degree uh, in these games. And maybe just because the power graphics now is is, is way. What more do you advanced. mean? How so? Uh, well, like the, in the carrot, in the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean level, I could, it seemed like they looked different. Now it could be because they were so. You mean? Do you mean the not Disney not Jack Sparrow, but, or, but or the the the, the Kingdom Hearts characters? The Kingdom like, Hearts characters. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. the old games, they did that too. Like, was it you noticeable changed. to a certain degree, though? Because I it know was they, noticeable. Okay, okay. I mean, it was about as noticeable as you expect on a PS2. Yeah. But like, you did change with every world. Like your 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 um appearance changed. So yeah, but it seems like it's really noticeable in this in this trailer, though. I, I would agree. It seems like they've gone another step with that. But yeah, that's really cool. Cool. Um. <sighs> So, yeah, there, there's a few more games I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah let's, let's queue them up. Let's go. <laughs> so, um, two games. The first one is um, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, the sequel yeah. to Ori and the Blind Forest. Um, phenomenal. That yeah. was announced. One of the best Metroidvania games I've ever played. Now, I'm not a Agreed. I'm not an expert in that genre, but like this game is amazing. Um, I know there's another one that's supposedly really good called um, Shadow Shallow. What is it called? Dang it. I was just looking at it. It's, um, Hollow Knight, Hollow Knight. That's the other one that's supposedly really, really good. Um, for that's a Xbox exclusive Xbox PC. Um, and the other one is Ghost of Tsushima. I don't know if you saw this game. <laughs> it's a samurai game. And yes. oh my goodness, it looks phenomenal. Phenomenal. Now, it looks- this is new IP, right? Um. Yes, it is. It's made by okay. Sucker Punch, who also made like Infamous. I think is their one of their big games. I want to say they made Infamous. Um, yes, I remember seeing this trailer. Yeah, Infamous, not- Sly Cooper, Infamous. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, I was gonna say I remember seeing this trailer, not really knowing what to think about it. I thought it looked really fantastic, but as far as like the gameplay, I really couldn't tell exactly what was going on. But I mean, definitely the aesthetic and, you know, being in, I guess they're in, uh, feudal Japan, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It just, yeah. It just looked to me like it looked like this, like beautiful, polished version of like Tenchu meets Way of the Samurai. And if you play Tenchu or Way of the Samurai, they were a lot of fun, but they were very, very buggy games. <laughs> <laughs> um, but especially Way of the Samurai, and there's like a fourth one or a fifth one that's on PC that you can play. GOG.com, you can buy from there. But um, 
this game just looks like that to like the nth degree. I I feel like out of all games I saw at E3, and this game could probably end up being like a uh, what is the game Heavenly Sword kind of like a no, not very not very long but action packed type thing. But it I was really really excited about this game. So yeah, that that was probably my pick of E3 was Ghost of Tsushima. Cool beans. Cool beans. Now I kind of want to stay on the Xbox vein if we're if we're going to move away from E3 a little bit. Um, I think it was maybe last year Microsoft kind of floated maybe the possibility of getting some VR on the uh, Xbox console. But yeah, it, I remember that. Yeah, but it has recently came out that they are not moving forward with VR on the Xbox One era. Are you console. serious? Yes. No yes. VR. No VR. Which. Uh, I, I really can't say it. it's it. a bad move, though. I really can't say it's a bad move because we haven't really figured VR out in the console space yet. But my problem is they should be the ones to try to figure that out. Microsoft has a tendency to get on things too late. And and um, I think this might be the case because uh, PlayStation has had all this time to have an iteration of a product out and. Just think of what they're going to do with the next version of, um, what is it? The, the PlayStation, um, do you know the name of it? Five? No, no, the PlayStation VR thing. Play, PlayStation, uh. Um, oh, it's just PSVR. Yeah, PSVR. Oh, duh. PSVR. <laughs> <laughs> PSVR. I mean, they've had a whole generation to get theirs out there and, and they're going to learn so much. By the time they come out with their next version, I, I think it really feel it's going to be phenomenal. Now, can Microsoft maybe partner with Oculus or partner with somebody else and get something out that's pretty competent the first go around? Yeah, probably. Well, well I mean, I, I, I hate to interject, but like, I don't feel like Sony's going to be that far ahead of Microsoft because Microsoft doing is they're doing all this mixed reality stuff, which is basically are they I mean, really doing it? But look, just just follow me for a second. So with the mixed reality, you don't need sensors because basically there's a camera in the front of the headset. Inside out? Yeah. Well, you can see what's happening and that is your tracking. You don't need like stuff around your room, I guess. Um, And the other thing is I feel like Microsoft is a bit sheepish about doing VR right now. Because, you know, they're still dealing with the blowback from Kinect in it didn't. They put all this money into Connect. They put all this, de- all these development dollars into creating this new platform that just fizzled out. Like they and I feel like they're just nervous at this point. They don't really know if VR is here to stay, so they're just kind of, you know, just waiting to see it play out. And it's just, it's not VR isn't there yet. Like let's just bottom line, it's fun. There's some cool games like Beat Saber and Space Pirate um, Trainer and um. Resident Evil 7 on the PSVR because they got exclusivity. Like, those games are like showpieces for VR. But right now, I mean, that's about it. There's not... Well, I was talking to Jesse. Hey, Jesse, I think he joined. He was talking to me about Fallout 4 oh, yeah. um, on VR. Mm-hmm. He's been playing a lot of that, and he said that's pretty fun. Um, But I just... I don't think it's there yet because basically with Fallout 4, what they had to do was there's regular Fallout 4 and in my mind, that's like a 15 to $20 expansion that you buy that enables VR on your Fallout 4. He had to buy a completely different Fallout 4 VR. It's a a completely different game. And Skyrim's the same way. It's a completely different game. Your saves don't transfer. Um, So you pretty... You know, like... But those, it, it, it just costs a lot of money. But those you know? are more like logistic small things. But I do think they're behind in the sense of, unlike the Connect where it was their own product, they were the only ones really ushering that and trying to get developers to come on board. With VR, there are so many people doing it already. So by that token, you're going to have developers already enthusiastic, already developing games. And all you really need now is the hardware and start adopting those titles on, on your platform. So... I think it's prime. Is it there yet? Probably not, but they, they need to start putting themselves in position to be ready when it does come. But, you know, even with that, I think that they should follow the same model they did on the PC. They made the dev kit, uh, what is it? Uh, mixed reality headset that was like $3,000 for developers. And then you have like HP and Lenovo. HoloLens, yeah. So you have HP and Lenovo and like all these other companies. They're the ones that are actually making the hardware, and I, I don't think Microsoft will do that. But you know, if they want to mitigate some of the risks, they can license their VR reference for the Xbox Next. 
I don't I don't know what the, let's talk about that for a second. I don't know what they're gonna call the next Xbox. <laughs> so you have Xbox One, well you have original Xbox, you have Xbox three sixty, you have Xbox One. So what's the next Xbox? Is it Xbox Two? Xbox is it Xbox seven twenty? Is it Xbox two. one ten eighty? Like what what what's it yeah, I, I, I what are they gonna feel call like it? It's gonna be Xbox and just drop the Xbox 2019 or whatever, 2020. Xbox 1Z? Like, they can't just call it Xbox. There's already Xbox. They can't just call it Xbox. So, like, they, they kind of painted themselves into the corner. And for, for a stupid reason, the only reason we got Xbox 360 is because they didn't want to have Xbox 2 while Sony had PlayStation 3 out. Yeah. Because it's one bigger number. Like, and that's stupid. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, I do think they're going to take like the iPhone model and just call it Xbox, Xbox, but we thought they'd do that with this last generation. So who knows? They'll find something. They have a marketing team who, uh, are geniuses and that's all they do. So, uh, they'll figure something out. Just don't come up with a stupid moniker. <laughs> so all the Sony people like JC can call it the X bone. <laughs> oh God. I hate, I hate that X bone. It's, it takes more effort to type X bone than it does to type X one, but people do it just because to trolls. like, <laughs> Oh, smug <laughs> the X bone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh um, man. So I, fe- I feel like it's wide open, but they can do whatever they want. Really. We'll buy it. So, mm. Yes, yes. So, man, I want to bring up another story to just pivot a little bit. Dude, the movie-going subscription service game is heating up. It's heating up. Of course, the first one that kind of really took off was MoviePass when they dropped their price to uh, acceptable levels, $9.95 for Unlimited, which is just kind of ridiculous. Kind of ridiculous. Ten bucks, Unlimited movies. I don't see how that's sustainable, to be honest with you. I still don't. But but there are a few caveats around that you have to be in so many yards of the the movie theater to actually buy the ticket and and you can't go to like the IMAX or like the um the the best showings 3D so, yeah so so the, there are restrictions around it they also have a seven ninety five uh three movie a month option which I don't know I just pay two two dollars more and get the unlimited but anyway um. Uh, the game is heating up, man. So there's another company called Cinema with an S, and um, they have a base level nine dollar per month plan. But they their plans are ridiculous, and I'll try to post a link. But their plans get freaking ridiculous. They have like twenty different combinations. They also have what they call sort of a family plan where you can get two tickets. You get two tickets to the same movie on a subscription. So that's pretty cool. But not only that, we have uh AMC jumping in the fray as well with their um their loyalty plan called Stubbs uh A list, I think is the name of it. Yes, Stubbs A list, where they have a, tw- a plan that's twice as much. It's about nineteen ninety five or twenty bucks, and it's three movies a month. But with the caveat, you can go to the IMAX, you can go to the uh Dolby Dolby Cinema, and go to the real three D digital. So, man. I never would have thought that movie subscriptions would be something that's sustainable. But not only is sustainable, it seems like it's starting to flourish. Well, people don't go to the movies anymore. <laughs> they just don't. I mean, Star Wars, Marvel, people don't just go to movies. Yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember like 10 years ago, around the time I was starting, maybe 15 years ago when I was in starting college, some new movie was coming out. I'd just be like, "Hey, I'm gonna let's go." I, my, me and my friend Andy, we'd be like, "Hey, let's let's go check this out." We don't know much about it, but you know, people don't do that anymore. It's like yeah. Marvel, Marvel, famous actor that I know. You know, like you, there's no like just going to see stuff anymore. Like, you, and this this is getting people into mm-hmm. movie theaters. So just just this is the way I think about it. Nine dollars a month for somebody who doesn't go see movies is better than them not going at all you know yeah that's true and m- that's true movie theaters don't make their money off the tickets anyway they make it off of the concessions it's like freaking ten dollars for a drink yeah and popcorn fifteen dollars for a drink and popcorn like that's where they make their money they're getting people in the door it if it gets people more people to the movies then i can see them charging five dollars a month for it because you know most people buy something when they go to the movies most people do yeah you know yeah agreed so I feel like it makes sense. Um, but this is a classic model, though. It's the plucky upstart 
shifts the paradigm and then yes. you know mo- you know company catches up and just crushes them you know like this 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 is going to kill movie pass yeah and i feel like it is because movie pass you go to the website it doesn't load all the time feels kind of sketchy you don't really know the company <laughs> like you know like that was my reaction because when i heard about this i was like cool movie pass so i go to the site and it it's like not loading all the yeah. time and yeah. he's asking for my credit card to me i'm always nervous about putting my credit card mm-hmm. or debit card or whatever or my payment information into a site that i don't really know anything about so this people that were probably not you know kind of on the fence about movie oh amc i know amc yeah you know? yeah yeah like yeah. amc so- i think their world headquarters is here but like especially here i feel like it's gonna really take off so well, no, no. I mean, I don't see why every theater chain does not do the same thing. I mean, so like what Apple does when the app comes out and the app is all cool and stuff, Apple will just implement it themselves and make all the money. So <laughs> build it into the OS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The flashlight, man. They killed, they killed those poor flashlight devs. They yeah. killed them. Yeah. Who's standing up for the flashlight devs? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, man. But, um, uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's it's just a model that I that I think will work eventually, but you know, once we get these bigger chains, well, the other bigger chains, because AMC is pretty big. Once we get the other chains jumping in, man, it's uh, hopefully it can, it can actually help the movie industry in the long run because no doubt the people from Movie Pass, and I think a black guy actually owns them, but the mm-hmm. people from Movie Pass, no doubt they ran much 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 market ana- analysis and. Um, and scenarios to determine that, oh, if we charge this much, it doesn't matter. Cause like you said, nobody goes to the theater. So yeah. Yeah. Even <laughs> though like movie pass was $50 a month. And let's be honest. If you go to like uh, unlimited movies for $50 a month, that is like a huge deal. Like that's, that's a steal. Like if you, you think about it, you can go it to is. four movies a week and pay for it pretty much. And people still weren't buying it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like I could just pay nine dollars for. They made it. They made it Netflix price, and that's what got people in, which is kind of sad, but it makes sense, I guess. Well, it's almost like nine ninety five, and maybe I'll throw fourteen ninety five in there too. Those are kind of like the new ninety nine cents uh, <laughs> uh, models. Because nineteen ninety five, yeah, nineteen. Because I mean, we are paying that price for so many things so when something's in or around that range we feel like okay we can do it whereas if it's 19 dollars or maybe maybe 25 or 24.95 we're gonna be like uh you know uh, second thoughts but but yeah that's kind of where it's going and yeah the subscription model is is just like the future of most things and yeah i actually infinity dollars Cool. I mean, there's this company called Slate Digital. This is kind of a total tangent, but mm-hmm. they sell plugins for um digital audio workstations. So like if you're recording music, mm-hmm. they sell all these plugins and they're like ridiculously priced. So like to get all of their plugins, it'd be like three grand. And they recently came out with this subscription model where you subscribe for, I think it's like 30 or $50 a month or something like that, which is pretty good deal. And you can use all their plugins. And I was just joking. Some guy was like, so, um, can does your monthly payment go towards paying off all the plugins? And I was like, and the the owner like replied, and I was like, in other words, no. Hashtag <laughs> infinity dollar. <laughs> oh man, oh man, yeah. It was, I, I guess it's just like the music industry with Spotify. You know, they they don't get the money that we got back in the heyday. So yeah, it's but but it's but it's we say this all the time though with like convenience. It's like. This is good for the movie industry now. Like it's actually less convenient. Like I could if I'm paying nine dollars a month and I can go see any movie I want, why would I download one? Yeah, that's true. It, it doesn't that's make true. any sense. I can go see it in yeah. the theater with the big screen and the surround sound. Like it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's kind of less convenient in some ways. I mean you still have to leave your house, but Yeah. You know, and and to just further your point, uh and maybe this might just be my sound system set up. But I just recently saw Thor again because it's on Netflix, Thor 3, and it just wasn't the same. It wasn't the same scene at home as it was the scene in the theater. My it was still good. Marvel movie. Still good. Still good. I love Black Panther, but Thor Ragnarok was the best. Yeah. I, I, feel. Yeah. I haven't seen Infinity War, though, so there's that. <laughs> cool. So um, speaking of Marvel, let's just spin and talk a little bit of comic book news. 
Man, Fox and Disney. <laughs> I mean, I, Fox, Dude, Comcast screwed them. Comcast man. and Disney. Yeah, they, they've been going back and forth. So, uh, uh, Disney had the first initial alpha of 54 some odd billion dollars. And, you know, they were pretty much in there to, to come in and, and swipe up Fox. But lo and behold, we had Comcast come in and come back with, I think, a 65 billion deal. Yeah. And recently, um, Disney has come back again with a counter offer of 71 billion for <laughs> Fox. And man, I, I'm kind of glad that they're sticking to their guns and trying to get it because do we really want Comcast to own Fox? Really? And, I mean, I guess the, the larger thing is that we want all of Marvel to be under Marvel and, and yeah, um, I guess the war goes on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to put this into perspective for like how much money that is, like somebody broke it down on like, um, somebody broke it down on, um, uh, Reddit and they were like, if it, I, I'm, I'm probably completely wrong here, but it was something ridiculous like this. Like you could get paid like a hundred thousand dollars a day. And it would take you like 93 years <laughs> to like make $71 billion. Oh, like th- that, that's, that's how much money that is. That like is it is a, re- <laughs> a ridiculous amount of money. Wow. And for anybody not in the know, I'll just rattle this off real quick. Uh, that includes 20th Century Fox Television, uh, 20th Century Fox, Fox Searchlight Pictures, Fox 2000 Film Production Studios. And, um, it does not include the news and sports, which who cares? Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, I, I just, you know, we want Disney to have this because it, it would only be right. Yeah. I mean, we have to, they want Star Wars back. Oh yeah. And by the way, Fox was pissed when George Lucas sold Star Wars <laughs> to um, Disney without even like putting it out that they were doing that. They kind of did yeah. it in a bad deal because they own the 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 rights pretty much the theatrical video whatever rights to the first Star Wars in per- perpetuity. So basically forever. Yeah. Um. So that that was like they could never complete the circle there. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's so funny because he went with. Disney, knowing that Disney had the capital and hopefully they put the creative team behind it to uh, further extend this vision. So but not long after the deal <laughs> happened, they got rid of George. So I, th- yeah. I heard somebody talking about this. They've had nine directors on board and have fired five of them, including George Lucas. And uh, they fired George Lucas. Well, they they let him go. They, they said we didn't need you. You know, they they even took his script and said, you know, we we're going to rewrite it. So for the Force Awakens. So I mean, what? And we're getting off on a tangent here, but what Kat, Kathleen Kennedy and crew oh, she's ruining stars has done, and it's it's all almost unrecognizable. That might be a good thing in a lot of ways because you know people were tired of George Lucas at the time. But, but, um, and I was just talking to somebody, this is a Comic Con about it, man. He's like a hardcore Star Wars fan. It's a guy from, uh, from Vans Comics, which is here in, uh, in Ridgeland, Mississippi. And he was just railing on The Last Jedi. <laughs> just railing you know, on it. Even me, as much as I love The Last Jedi, I, I really like The Last Jedi. The only part I didn't like was the casino thing. Like, that was, to me, that felt like a yeah. waste of time. But I enjoyed the way the direction of the story was going in. But that being said, I've been watching a lot of video of like Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill doing like interviews, sitting right beside R- Ryan Johnson. Like they're doing these interviews and he's just like, he's just yeah. throwing them haymakers, man. Just like yeah. you f-ing ruined Star Wars. Like he is <laughs> mad. Like yeah, he, he, he looks like at some parts, it look, looks like he wants to cry. Well, you know, and, Ryan, um, I just didn't see it going this way. But I'm do what you tell me to do. So I I will say this as far as the the Last Jedi and as far as like the direction that Star Wars is going, I feel like Kathleen Kennedy. We even talked about this, like, and I really feel like this now. Like she's hiring a bunch of yes men to direct these movies. Well, and I, there's a lot of change for change's sake. Like I like some of the changes in the Last Jedi, but like were they justified? Were they needed? Yeah. I mean, did they push the story further? And I and like me objectively looking at it, a lot of them didn't. Yeah, and they, I, they didn't. Yeah, and I listen to this podcast called Rebel Force Radio. If you're a Star Wars fan, you need to listen to it because it's freaking awesome. But they make this point, like in the Lucas era, 
you know, okay, did we like the prequels? No, we didn't. Most of them anyway. <laughs> but George Lucas from the beginning had a vision, had a path. And when you have a movie like Force Awakens that sets the stage in so many ways, and then the next movie you give it to the director and just say, go, write something. We have not, we have not mapped out this arc. And you can feel it in how the movies are so disjointed. Now, hopefully, since we have J.J. Abrams coming back on for the last movie, we can write the ship and get it back on board. But, man, it's 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 just weird. It's just weird when it's joining. When I heard that Ryan Johnson contacted J.J. Abrams, I was like, hey, can you change this in your movie so it fits with mine? Oh. Uh, I was like, that just. Yeah. Dude, dude. Oh, and, and the whole thing about even with The Force Awakens. Yeah. Like they didn't tell Luke that he would. I mean, they didn't tell Mark Hamill that he wasn't gonna be in the movie. Like they didn't even tell him. Yeah, he got, got the script. And he's re- <laughs> he's reading through the script and then he sees himself on the last page. Yeah, yeah. You just, like, you just wasted a star. You killed off in the next spoilers. You killed for the next. Wa- like you know, they completely wasted Mark Hamill. Like completely <laughs> wasted him. Yeah. I mean, what say what you want about Han? Han? Like I feel like Harrison Ford didn't really care. Yes, and it's his expanded universe forever. And I had this conversation with some of my friends that the expanded universe, some of the stories they tell in the expanded universe are like orders of magnitude greater than anything that they've come up with. I dude, mean, dude, the same guy. Story, was, no, I was just gonna say the same guy I was talking to for Vance Comics was talking about they should have just went with the design trilogy is what yes. they should have did. Yeah, even and, if they had to cast new actors, like I would have been totally okay with that to see Admiral Thrawn, like wrecking ship like i would have been i would have you know people would have been mad at first but when they saw how awesome that story was you know i feel like that it would have been okay you know this yeah ah. yeah oh yeah star wars talk could go on forever yeah no more jade like no no jason solo like <laughs> they, they 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 you can tell they cherry picked some stuff out of the extended universe but they didn't they haven't really done it justice yet um yeah. oh yeah and, and my I, early calculation was wrong yeah, it's actually two million dollars a day for ninety three years, and you would have you will have accumulated seventy one billion dollars. Jesus, that's how much money that is. Yeah. Okay. Now, so so Andy makes a comment about Solo. Have you seen Solo yet, Carrie? While we're on the Star I Wars haven't, bit, I haven't. But man, it's a good about movie, about man. It. It's a good movie. It's dude, not I haven't even bad. seen Infinity War. Like right now, it's not even out of protest. Like I just, I haven't had a chance. Yeah, I like the reveal, Andy. I think I like the reveal, but we won't go into that for, for fear of spoilers. So, getting back to tech. <laughs> Do we have Sorry, techies. <laughs> that was just a bit of a uh, divergence, you know. Fanboy rant. Excuse me, we digress. We digress. You can tell that we really like those. Oh, we didn't talk about on the space of Star Wars. We didn't talk about the most obvious news from our executive branch. Do you want to make commander in chief? <laughs> we predicted this like like 2 months ago. Yes. Um, jokingly. But Trump <laughs> has laid down the law. We will have a space force. And before I say anything else, I want to <laughs> say this. Okay. You don't like Trump. Fine. Okay. You don't have to like Trump. It's okay. But if you are unwilling to admit how cool this is, there's yeah, something yeah. wrong with you. Yes. You need to seriously like do some soul searching because yeah. this is amazing. It is yeah. awesome. And yeah. even a broken clock can be right twice a day. So <laughs> this is so cool. Like I, I, I can barely yeah. take my excitement. I was like, where do I sign up when I heard it? This is so freaking awesome. Now, I don't know if you went into details about exactly what it's going to do, actually. Personally, <laughs> per- personally, I just think it's maybe the space related things that maybe the air force was already doing yeah yeah that was they're just separate yeah. out he didn't make the statement separate but equal so you know it's it's an, another branch of the military called the space do you get the magnitude of that another this is the unsc like this is <laughs> this is this is a, not an earth federation well maybe not that but like this is like very very significant we're one step closer to getting a gundam it's yeah. awesome yeah man awesome. this yeah, and like you said, uh, uh, hate Trump as much as you may. Um, I was excited about this announcement. Now again, yeah. like we have to, we have to figure out what that really means. Does it mean we're going to have satellites with weapons around, you know, the, the, the earth? I don't think that's, that's, uh, 
on the international standards, I don't think it's possible. But but maybe it could lead to some further development of some type of things in space. I don't know. Whatever they do, I'm just I'm just glad that space relating things are getting an actual budget in yeah. Monday. So so yeah, I'm exactly. Excited. Like I I know I've been, and I feel like a lot of my friends have been saying for like the past what twenty twenty five years, maybe not twenty five twenty that we need to look to space again. Like yeah. we went to the moon almost almost sixty years ago. Yes. Think about that for a second. <laughs> it's it's been crazy. that long since we went to the moon. The how much moon. Is, how much is technology advances then? Yeah. You know, like think about this. Think about this. Back then, the computing power contained in this <laughs> is what they went to the moon with. This is more pro- this is more powerful <laughs> than what they used to go to the moon. Like this is more powerful than those apartment building size computers that they had yeah. in the 60s like yeah. this yeah you you mean to tell me that like we can't go to mars like yeah we, assuming we... that we really did go to the moon and that's another discussion <laughs> for another day oh, but if God. we actually did in the surface 60s, like if, if that actually happened what <laughs> are you kidding me are you yeah. kidding me like yeah. and now we have a president who finally says we need to focus on space. We need to, you know, there's already, like you said, there's already a division in Air Force, Space Division. They're going to break that out, but they're going to have a budget. They're going to have a directive. Like, this is amazing. Like, how yeah. could you not be excited about this? I'm excited about it. And, you know, one of the things uh, during the Obama administration, he really wanted to put money toward NASA, but unfortunately he didn't because the we didn't have the money. And they actually did a lot of cuts during his um during his eight years. So, I mean, I'm hoping it just spurs innovation, uh, spurs exploration in some sense, though maybe that's not the focus of this particular, uh, uh, venture. So yeah, space, space. <laughs> Andy says we should already be living out there. Yes, we should. It's yes, the we final should. frontier. Yeah. These are the voyages of the space force. The space force. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, say what you want to about Trump. That's awesome. That's all I have to say. Um, Moving on. Cool beans. <clears throat> Let's see. What did I post? I posted something. Did we talk about it? Um, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is something. It's not. It shouldn't take too long. But iPhone X. iPhone X. I have one. Hasn't been the best success for Apple. Immediately. They, they really? Had trouble selling, they've had trouble selling it, Um, which is one reason I got one, because it, like, AT&T was having so rough a time selling iPhone tens that they put them on sale for two for one at the beginning of the year. Like they weren't selling them very well. Um, but a cool thing was that the, the, the designer is like, like his name's Ives or something. I can't remember his name, but like the master principal designer of the iPhone, his ultimate yeah, vision of the iPhone. Yeah. Johnny Ives. Like his, 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 um, his ultimate uh, vision for the iPhone is a single pane of glass. <laughs> To that end, I would like to say that it, apparently they thought about removing the lightning port from the iPhone. So they already moved the phone port okay. and have it I'm strictly listening. wireless. They, 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 they thought of having this thing strictly be wireless. And while I don't know the implications of that, I think it's pretty cool that they were even thinking about it. Yeah, like, agree. what do you think? Agree. Um, I don't know if we're ready just yet to completely move, uh, remove it. it it's depending on. You know, if you're saying completely wireless, number one, wireless charging has to be good enough. And, and number two, um, we need it to where data transfer rates within a home are fast enough. Cause you know, the reason I plug in my phone now is to maybe grab some videos off way faster than depending on, uh, OneDrive to back it up to the cloud, then get it off my computer. So there are reasons you do want to hook your phone up. That being said, I do think the lightning port needs to be removed. <laughs> um, you know, USB-C is probably what needs to be on iPhone right now. No, no. Well, no. well, I, I get, I get what you're saying because that's the only port they have on the MacBooks now is USB-C slash like, uh, not lightning, USB-C slash Thunderbolt. So yeah, Thunderbolt, yeah, Thunderbolt. To that end, it makes sense. I don't get why Apple always has to have a proprietary connector, but. 
if they're gonna have something there, I mean, if they're gonna have a port there, why not? Why not have Lightning? They put all this R and D money into the Lightning mm-hmm. technology, and it's it's pretty much just USB. But yeah, I see your point though. Um, this did come before USB C though. So yeah, good point. Good point. Fair enough. Fair enough. That could be one reason why they're sticking with it. Uh, but eh, I don't know. I I. I I definitely would not have got this phone if it didn't have a lightning port. I will say that. But the thought of a phone that's completely wireless, it's the techie in me just can't help but get excited about that. I think I think that would be really cool. You know, I'm sure there would be growing pains, birthing pains, whatever you want to call them. But I mean, I, I imagine two or three iPhones from now that that's going to be the reality. You know, wireless charging will have advanced far enough to where it's no no worse than plugging a phone in. So. At that point, why not do it, you know? I agree. They have the earpods, the wireless earphones now. So, and wireless headphones as a whole have like kind of become mainstream, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, USB has gotten, I think with 4.1, it got really, really good. So, I mean, I use Bluetooth. Bluetooth. I use Bluetooth (laughs) whenever I can because it's, it's really fantastic now. I can pretty much leave my phone like on the other side of the gym and go work out, which is cool. But I mean, I just want to speak real quick on the vein of full bleed, uh, or full screen phones. Did you see the Uh, uh, Oppo Find X? No, no, no. What, what is this? Uh, look up Oppo Find X. Now this is a full, uh, I'm sorry, Oppo. O-P-P-O. Oppo. Yeah. So. Find X. Find F-I-N-D. Yeah, yeah, fine X. Now this is a full screen, almost bezel-less phone. It looks fantastic. Caveat, it doesn't, this one in particular does not have a, <laughs> wow, does not have a, uh, fingerprint re- reader. This one in particular doesn't, but six, almost what, six and a half inch screen. Yeah. Oh my god. So, goodness. so what's kind of cool about it? What they do for the wow. camera and stuff like the camera and the sensors, it, it, they have a fully mechanical, thing at the very top of the phone that pops up when you need to use the camera what it's weird but it's kind of cool go look up uh mkbhd's videos for apple fine x i think it's like his top yeah i'm on i'm on oppo's website and i just when you said that about the camera i scrolled down to that section and that dot projector receiver ranging is wow again again again, the weird thing about this one the whole across the top part of the bezel comes up now there is another phone you know i I mentioned with the apple fine x they remove the they don't really have the uh, fingerprint reader but Mm -hmm. there's one called the vivo nex s now this is another full screen phone vivo nex s now another (laughs) fully yeah, that's funny. But, but the thing with this one is instead of the whole, uh, top part of the phone coming up, they have a little corner <laughs> that comes up with the camera and it, it's pretty weird immediately, immediately. Go look at it. I uh, mean, the Oppo thing is cool. I can just see that breaking in so many ways. Yeah. Well, 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 even with the Vivo, I can see it breaking as well. And you're going to lose things like waterproof and things like that. But the cool thing about the Vivo and I'll quit <laughs> ranting. Vivo looks funny. <laughs> I, I, I'll quit. So, <laughs> they want a little camera. Yeah. And I, I'll quit ranting, but, but a cool thing about the Vivo is that it has a under the screen fingerprint reader and look up, uh, MKP, MKBHD's videos. He likes scratch. He has a demo model. He like scratches the screen, does a bunch of crap to it. And the fingerprint reader still works and is pretty darn fast. So yeah, definitely check that out. Those are the two that are kind of cut in cutting edge right now. And working models that you can actually buy i believe so yeah this is this is the phone game is changing quick man uh as far as revolutionary we think the iphone x is there's some android chinese manufacturers that are really doing some cool freaking stuff and let me just say i don't think this phone is that revolutionary <laughs> I, I don't it's cool um it's in the apple ecosystem it's kind of like we were talking about movie pass getting vultured like you had people like um what is it um the one that's going out of business ah, i had one of the phone essential uh, essential yeah, did this essential. before it yeah um and um uh what is the other one um i had one of those phones too some other one that got banned no lg lg which oh, is yeah, a yeah. small company but lg had a pretty much bezel-less phone um yeah. essential had one in yeah. um Xiaomi, i think they had a, a, a bezel-less phone like before yeah. like a, at least a year yeah. before apple did it so it's not that revolutionary but it's still cool yeah well the thing is the bezel-less part is not that revolutionary but being able to be bezel-less but maintain a fingerprint reader 
maintain yeah, that, the camera. That, part is cool. yeah. that that's where it kind of takes uh, a, a leap of a leap ahead. And uh, Andy makes a point about uh, flexible screen uh, phones and TV tech. I think we're probably fifty yeah. years out on that stuff. It, I don't know about fifty, but it's a way. It's a it's a bit away. Yeah. I mean, they they have stuff. I've I've seen some uh, color screen roll up uh displays i don't know if that supports touch maybe it does i'm not sure but yeah i, I feel like that's a long way off but but yes yeah, it's, it's coming it's coming cool oh, i yeah. feel like i've been talking for 30 minutes so what's <laughs> no not at all it's good stuff man um i was just happy to just kind of go back and forth over some tech we were written about star wars <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah ah, you ruined my childhood um but yeah. i don't know like to me, with phones, we're we're just getting to that point. We've talked about this before, where like there's not a whole lot more that you yeah. can do to a phone. Yeah, it's 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 getting kind of uh kind of hard to innovate in the phone space. Yeah. So. Um, oh, oh yeah, and there's one more thing that I want to talk about that I forgot. This face reader thing, I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick <laughs> of it. It's like it's like oh my phone unlocked. Oh, it didn't work. Oh. Oh, let me let me sleep my phone and wake it back up so it can read my face again. Oh, there oh, worked that God. time. Um, when I could just put my finger right here and unlock my phone in yeah. like half a second, like yeah. it, it, it oh. works, it works, but it's stupid. It's it's it, so sweet, my Android. Just finger right there. <laughs> Ooh, I'm unlocked. <laughs> like I have to sit here and wait for my face to be red, even if it takes <laughs> even if it takes a that's second. Hilarious. That's twice as long as it did when I had a fingerprint reader on the back yeah. of my phone, Apple. Like, is it just because you didn't? You didn't want the Apple icon to get removed. Is that why you didn't put a fingerprint reader on the back? Like, uh, why? Just why? Why? I'm sorry. I'm I'm not ready. I still like this phone, but I'm tired of looking at my phone. And if I have cover over my face, or if I'm in the weird sunlight, <laughs> or like right now, it can it can unlock because this this is in front of the bottom of my face. It, it won't it won't unlock. It can't, just it won't it won't. Can't you just so. type in the code? <sighs> <laughs> I could. Who wants to do that? Yeah, I, I it's like I I could do that on my. That words is I have this old Android phone that we call Old Black because um it's the phone that I bought for my nephew and niece when they live with me and she was like I want an iPhone. I was like you better get Old Black and <laughs> we can call you. You don't need to. You don't. You don't need to get on um YouTube. Just text and talk. Oh, but it's man. like I can do that on the old phone. that's like ten years old and. Just there's just some part of me that just I'm so used to yeah. not having to type my code in from having the the LG phone and from the other phones I had, even the other iPhone I had. I'm so used to not having to type in the code. It's it's like it, we're talking about first world problems here. Yeah, but yeah. It's just like yeah. it's annoying. <laughs> and I figure, man, uh, even me, I think the last phone I had, this was the S6. I went from the S6 to the S8. Of course, the S9 <laughs> is out now. But like it's a huge jump in like the fingerprint rate or the speed and things like that. So, yeah, I can see if somebody takes that away, I'll probably be ticked as well. Yeah. I want to mention yeah. like another phone note. Uh, of course, we have iTunes and Apple Podcasts on the Apple iOS side of things. So Google has officially launched a podcast app. Which Are you serious? I'm Finally? like, I'm like about time. Yeah. Google podcast. Um, pretty standard fare as far as podcast apps go. Uh, they do have some suggesting slash suggest suggestion suggestion slash trending features that are part of the app, but you know, um, we've had Google Play. Google Play done some podcast podcast things on uh, Android, as it were, for you know the last few years. But as far as as far as Android, just overall, and it relates to podcast management and like a default, it's kind of the wild west. It's kind of been the wild west, and I'm hoping Google makes the equivalent over here on Android of what we have on iOS. Because uh, I've never heard you say that I mean, before. It, I mean, I mean, come on, come on, come, come on. Is, isn't, isn't Apple slash iTunes slash Apple podcast. Isn't it the gold standard? It's the gold standard for podcast. So I would, I just want to see Android slash Google have something on this side rather than when it's an Android person. I want to tell about my podcast. Oh, I can't say this. Go to the po- the Google Podcast app. Like I said, on whatever podcast app you use, if you have one, <laughs> your, your favorite podcast client of choice. Yeah, <laughs> like what is a podcast client? Whereas, I mean, on I- whereas on iOS, I can just say Apple Podcast, and they know where to go. So it's it's about time. I mean, shoot, for goodness' sake, even Spotify has podcasts now. Like, yes. come on, yes. come on, it's about time, Google. Yeah, yeah. 
Google doesn't know what they want to do, man. Different day, a different story. <laughs> I wonder what their official stance was on podcast clients, though. Like, it just didn't make any sense. Like, it, none. What are, what are we like? Fifteen years in now? Yes, they, <laughs> they're finally doing the podcast. None at all. It's just weird. I mean, taking into account that they really pretty much cover their bases on in every other aspect on the phone. And yeah, I don't know. It's just that's a disappointment for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have anything else you want to talk about, sir? That's pretty um, much right. We've been going strong for an yeah. hour and uh, yeah. seven minutes. Yeah, we probably ran a little long, but I feel like we gave the people a lot of info. Um, thanks for hanging out, hanging out with Andy. Um, oh, we yeah. got to get you back on, man. Yeah, Mr. Sims. You're my boy. You're the guy, but I want to be the guy, too. Um, and all that <laughs> stuff. So, yeah, check us out next week. Um, um, to- Trek tomorrow? Or is uh, it next no, week? no, that's next week. It's next week. Okay, so next Monday. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll let you do that. No, please. no, no. Cool. Yeah, uh, if you're into Star Trek, uh, check us out at DiscussingTrek.com. Yeah, where Carrie, I, and others um, talk Trek. Yeah. Yeah, and um, if you're interested, um, I personally, the Steam sale um is going on right now, which we didn't is mention, it? but huh? um, yeah, <laughs> and there's a bunch of good deals. Um, Star Trek Bridge Commander is fifty percent off, so it's only twenty bucks right now. I'm thinking about picking it up. Um, I have Artemis, um, which is another. It was uh, another another application that got vultured by a bigger company. Yeah, um, they right. basically did Bridge Commander before whoever developed this one for Star Trek did uh, for CBS. Um, and I want to get some people together online, obviously, and yeah. get on get on the Skypes or whatever and stream and do some adventures on Bridge Commander or whatever, um, yeah. Artemis. And there's awesome. another one out there. So if you're interested in that, um, hit us up, fans at yes, or just shoot, me, shoot us a message on Facebook. Um, I want to try to get that together in the next week or two. Um, I'm off the first three days of the beginning of July or the first half of the first week of July. So if we could do something around that time, that would be awesome. But if not, you know, we'll figure it out. But if you're interested in that, let us know. Um, we'll get you on and we'll get online and stream the whole thing to Facebook and we yeah. can crash in asteroids together. That'll be fantastic. That will be <laughs> fantastic. Or maybe we should, maybe we should do a discussing Trek slash Techpedition cross promotion there. That would totally yeah, just make it an episode. Yeah, that'd be some, <laughs> some good stuff. Definitely. Some yeah. Good stuff. Cool. Yeah, and um, just spread the word. Techpedition dot com. Yep. We'll see you guys next week. Have All a right good guys. one. Very very quick. Very very quick. Very very quick. Very, very quick. I can't, I can't beat that. <laughs> I just smells burnt and dusty. Hey guys, don't miss an episode of the Techpedition podcast. For more information, go to techpedition.com slash subscribe. T-E-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N dot com.